Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the healthcare needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. Well, welcome to this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College. We've got an alum with us today. Uh, Dan, um, I'm so delighted that you could be a guest. Could you tell us about when you went to BU and what you studied at Sargent College? Sure, Karen. I'm very happy to be here. Um, yeah, I attended BU from 1979, graduated from Sargent in 1983. Uh, with a Bachelor of Science degree in Physical Therapy, with a concentration in um, athletic training and sports medicine. Well, you know, when I um, think of those dates, we actually did cross paths and we think, you, you said you remember me, but I was a student till 79 as well. So we probably passed in the hallway Good. and um, Sergeant was in a very different location at that oh, time. Yeah, sure was. Um, yeah, we were in the old building there. And, uh, you know, when I get back to Boston, I've gone over to the bookstore and toured the new, the new sergeant. I'm like, wow, what a difference. It's very different. I remember being um, in the building on University Road. Um, and it was, you know, it was homey. It was homey. But, you know, we expanded so much that we really needed uh, the building we're in now. So what was your experience? Um, at BU that led you to working with the Eagles and what was your role? And for people who don't know what e the Eagles are, maybe you could explain what they are too. Sure. Not the band. I can tell you from the moment I toured BU, I knew I wanted to go there. And I saw that same expression in my three kids when they toured their schools. But uh, you know, I had an opportunity to go to Vermont or Northeastern Ithaca. You know, I was from a small town in Western Massachusetts, but I, I just was so thrilled to be at BU and part of BU campus. Uh, so I graduated in 83. Um, I wanted to get right into sports medicine, sports physical therapy. I had done an internship in Brookline, Mass. Uh, and the head trainer of the Red Sox at the time was on staff. So I moved to the Philadelphia market, um, expecting to take on a sports medicine role in a hospital-based outpatient program. And that uh, the hospital ended up contracting it out. So I spent about six months in general acute hospital and, and had the opportunity to join a small private practice called Sports Physical Therapist. Uh, Pat Croce, who many people know in the sports medicine world, was the owner. We had three clinics at that time. So um, I, I joined Pat's team as a staff physical therapist and, and spent a great deal of time working with athletes. And Pat selected me to assist him in the rehabilitation of the Philadelphia Flyers. So I became like the team physical therapist for a couple of years. 
we grew our uh, business from three clinics to, to 40 and then sold a company called Nova Care, which was based in the Philadelphia area. Um, at that time, we were negotiating a sports partnership with the Philadelphia Eagles. And what that essentially means, we would have the naming rights to the practice facility. Um, and we would be able to place one of us in the training room uh, doing the, the physical therapy. So I was selected by NovaCare at that time to go into the training room and really was uh, an extra set of hands for the um, team athletic trainers. Um, I did the rehabilitation on the injured players while well, they tended to those players that uh, they had to get on the field. So extremely rewarding because that was my goal. My, my goal was to get attached to a professional team. Uh, and here I was, uh, you know, team physical therapist with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And it was, it was quite an experience. I can just imagine um, what that was like. And, and it was a goal for you, it sounds like, when you were at Sargent um, College to, you know, work with um, athletes, real athletes with within sports teams yes well i think for many of us that went to physical therapy and continue we were all athletes who got injured i was a high school football player had aspirations of a college career which disappeared when i tore my acl now in the late 70s they didn't have the surgical techniques they did today so i actually found physical therapy by going to physical therapy uh you know, I worked with a, a, a private practice in the area where I grew up and realized, you know, there's an opportunity to stay in sports in some capacity. I won't be that defensive back in the NFL. I always hope I thought I'd be, but uh, I have another opportunity that's through physical therapy and, and athletic training. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you um, shared how you found physical therapy. Um, I think a lot of people in my profession, which is occupational therapy, um, find the profession through a family member who might have needed um, occupational therapy or physical therapy um, in your case. So it's, it's really, I'm sorry you got injured, but I'm glad that you found this path. It, it all worked out. It I would say between the ACL tear and calculus, I decided not to be an engineer. I became a physical therapist instead. Well, I'm very happy that you made that decision. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well for me, too. I think it, it, it has. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about, you know, some expansion that happened where you're working, but can you really elaborate on what you're doing now? I know you're the president, right, of Select Medical's outpatient division, um, which has a number of brands. Um, can you, you know, go into details about that? Sure. Um, as I mentioned, we grew a practice to 40 clinics in the Philadelphia market with a couple down in Florida, and we sold to a company called NovaCare Inc. at that time. And um, in the off season, I was able to, you know, continue my career with NovaCare. I was able to, you know, go from um, physical therapist, the center manager, to district manager, to vice president. And once I got to the Eagles, I, I had this moment was on the practice field. Now, growing up in a town of about 3000 people, I was, I was standing there one day just reflecting, you know, wow, here I am. And my, my next thought was, well, now what? Um, being in the NFL is certainly a commitment. Um, but uh, my wife and I has just had our third child and I, I wanted to be a dad first. I thought that, you know, there, there's gotta be something else out there. NovaCare did provide that for me, a different path to take. 
So um, I left the Eagles after two seasons. I was employed by Novacare, assigned to the Eagles. So I then became um, a vice president uh, and then chief operating officer in 2004. Uh, I was promoted to president of our outpatient division. Uh, in the uh, in 1993, Novacare sold us to Select Medical. Uh, Select Medical is currently a publicly traded company. Uh, we have um, four divisions. Uh, one is a hospital division, uh, critical illness hospital. One is inpatient. Uh, you're familiar with Kessler uh, Rehabilitation Institute. Well, Kessler is part of the Select Medical family. We have an occupational medicine division, which is um, branded Concentra and we're across the country. And in the outpatient division, I started at three clinics. Uh, we now have um, 1800 clinics across the country. We are a family of brands. Um, if you are in Massachusetts and you say you're in New Hampshire, we don't have any clinics yet in New Hampshire, but right there in Maine, you know, in Maine, you'll know us as Saco Bay Physical Therapy. If you're in the Boston area, you'll know us as Select Physical Therapy. If you're in Philadelphia, NOVAS has NovaCare Rehabilitation. So we do have multiple brands. Uh, we have also entered into joint ventures providing the continuum of uh, acute um, rehabilitation services, PTOT and speech uh, with such uh, prestigious uh, institutions as Emory down in Atlanta, Baylor in Dallas, Banner in Phoenix, and our most recent joint venture, which went live in December is with Rush in Chicago. So we are a joint venture partner with Rush where we provide all the outpatient uh, PT, OT, and speech. I'm really impressed with, um, you know, you're um, uh, coming from Vermont, coming from Sargent College, having aspirations, and then making a decision that, you know, being a dad um, and that role was so important to you and coming up with ways that you'd be able to um, have your role as a physical therapist, but yet be able to have a meaningful role um, in your family as a dad, as a husband. Um, I'm, I really admire that. Well, thank you. And that, that was always very important to me because I had met business leaders early on in my career that that was their one regret was not being at home. And I, I just didn't want to do that. I have wonderful and thank God they're still around wonderful parents. Um, and I've always kept that philosophy with select that if I've got a happy mom and a happy dad, then I got a happy teammate, right? So please go see your daughter's dance recital or your son's football game. You know, we, we can treat patients, you know, we can fluctuate our schedules, but that to me is important. If, if we got a proper work life balance, you know, um, everything's good at home, then everything will be good. Um, because we're in the business of patient care. We've got to be on, you know, on stages, I like to say, at all times. Patients come to us for a reason. It's not like they really want to, they're hurt. So, you know, our hand therapists and our physical therapists are all taking care of patients that have a need. And, and it's our responsibility and obligation to return them to function. And we got to be on our toes. So if you've got something bothering you at home, um, you know, how will it impact your ability to treat that patient appropriately? Well, I think that's a wonderful philosophy because having, you know, a content supported workforce really makes a difference. And, you know, with everything that was happening with COVID um, and, you know, many families having their children at home for homeschooling, I'm sure that that became a big demand on your workforce as well. 
Yeah, it sure did. Um, I know we've heard the word pivot quite a bit since this pandemic hurt uh, started. Uh, I know my first call regarding COVID was March 5th. And since then, I cannot tell you how many Zoom calls, but we immediately put it into motion, um, you know, tele-rehabilitation, you know, telehealth. We had it. We certainly provided it to certain customers who wanted that service. So we had knowledge of it, but within two weeks, we were to tr be able to train over 800 clinicians in telerehabilitation. So, and not only helped those who had to stay at home because now they became teachers, you know, elementary school teachers or middle school teachers, but also clinicians uh, that whose patients needed us. And then on the other hand, we also had patients that, uh, you know, needed care, um, whether they were post surgery. Um, we do have a, a, a pain program for assisting those with uh, opioid issues. Um, and then we also had that patients are just fearful of leaving home. So we were able to launch telerehabilitation within two weeks. And at one point we were seeing well over 1500 patients a day through telerehab. And we've continued to offer that service. It's interesting as the pandemic subsided there in September and October, our volume of telerehab went down and, you know, what we saw is you know, we're, we're social animals. Um, you know, I'm no psychologist by any stretch of imagination, but people wanted one hands-on. And it's funny because we heard stories from moms who had to have, you know, they had to need that, they needed that hour away from their kids or the husband and needed the hour away from their wife, his wife so that they could come into physical therapy. But, you know, Karen, you and I were just talking about, you know, I'm sitting here watching 20 some inches fall. I, I live about an hour North of Philadelphia and, you know, tele-rehab is, is something we can offer to our patients today that, that, that can't make it in for one reason or another. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I, I use the word pivot, and I know it's, it's over, overused now um, because I think we all associate it with COVID, but that within a two-week period, you were able to move to the use of telehealth or tele-rehab um, speaks volumes for your organizations. And, and, you know, I think the one, you know, spinoff of COVID, or maybe there's multiple positives, um, is that it jettisoned telehealth or telerehab. Um, I think where now, just like you said, you know, someone who um, really needs physical therapy or hand therapy or occupational therapy, and they've got 20 inches of snow, they're really worried about driving, can feel comfortable um, having a remote session. So I think that's the good news um, of, of this. And I think we need more studies um, to look at the comparative effectiveness of uh, telehealth and telerehab uh, compared to face-to-face. Yes, we continue to, um, we have two analysts and they continue to pull the data for us because we're looking at, you know, net promoter score, patient reported outcomes, you know, looking at telerehab only then you know, combined telerehab and in clinic and then just in clinic because we want to know, you know, where do we need to improve and, and what's the data showing us? Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to read you know, some of your outcomes, learn about them, because I'm sure they're very positive. Um, you know, there was one other, um, I guess, name uh, sports team that you've worked with, or maybe you're currently working with, the Flyers. Is that uh, Yeah, I haven't treated a patient uh, in a long time. Uh, it actually was my last 
game was Eagles versus Giants when uh, I was stepping into a new role with NovaCare. But early on in my career, uh, because of the guy I worked with, Pat Croce was the official physical therapist for the Philadelphia Flyers and Philadelphia 76ers. Um, he assigned me to do all the rehab uh, for the, uh, the Flyers. And I'll never forget my first game um, growing up a Boston Bruins fan. Uh, when you know the first game I was assigned as the uh, substitute for Pat was a Bruins Flyers game. So uh, I quickly had to get to know all the players in the Flyers because I was watching, I was looking down the hallway, seeing Rick Middleton and a bunch of the Bruins walking down. And you know, those, they were my boys, you know, now I'm in the opposing team locker room. So it, part of our sports medicine program at uh, Select Medical, because we have partnerships across the country where we provide physical therapists to sports teams. You know, we're, you know, we're based in Philadelphia where we handle all the uh, professional teams in Philly, including, you know, the college teams like Villanova and Temple uh, in LaSalle University. But we also provide physical therapy services to the Phoenix Coyotes and Anaheim Ducks and University of Cincinnati. So uh, having that sports back, medicine background, I find it's a great opportunity for all our therapists who want to get into sports medicine because of our partnerships with pro college, uh, let alone 600 high school contracts. Um, we provide athletic trainers to high schools is provides an, uh, an avenue for those who want to get into sports medicine. But that's not, we're not all we're known about. We, we probably employ more hand therapists than any other organization in the country. We have well over 600 certified hand therapists. We have a mentorship program uh, where we're taking new grad OTs uh, who apply, and then we put them through the whole program for them to become CHT. So we, we found that to be a very valuable um, career path for our folks, but also providing a, a necessary service. And We've been fortunate enough to recruit some nationally recognized hand therapists um, to, to lead um, our, our hand therapy um, program. I love um, hearing about the mentorship that you're doing because that's so important and you're opening up so many opportunities uh, for new grads um, to develop their skills in hand therapy and it sounds like in, in other areas as well. Yeah, I went through, you know, I did PT, I did the National Strength and Conditioning Association certification, I did the uh, American Physical Therapy, I was boarded in sports uh, physical therapy. So I think coming from that background, I understand, you know, the, those goals, I mean, they, I mean, me becoming an SCS was, that, that was one, that was another one of my uh, highlights of my career was, uh, you know, taking that exam and passing and being one of the very few and first SCSs in the country. So we, um, we provide, you know, study groups. We've got some nationally recognized clinicians in our education department that provide the study groups for those who want to take the advanced um, exams. We have residencies in sports medicine. Uh, we have residencies in orthopedics. So um, for those clinicians that want to continue, if they're like me and they ask, well, what's next? Well, we've got a whole menu of what your opportunities are clinically um, Research-wise, we have a research division. Um, I'm, I'm part of the uh, IRB committee that looked at opportunities to do research. And then what other um, areas, like you mentioned, you know, some things that might have happened positive out of COVID, but 
we worked with physicians in our other divisions to develop what we call the recovery reconditioning program, uh, which is for post-COVID uh, patients. You know, you hear about COVID fog and you know, cognitive issues and uh, physical issues. So we have got a medically oriented program and we offer that up and clinicians can volunteer if that's an interest of theirs. And we put them through a whole um, certification process um, so they can be clinically, a clinical specialist in the recovery reconditioning program because, you know, for, uh, for most of us, we're not familiar with pulmon pul uh, cardiopulmonary issues. And I didn't do neuro, so I don't understand the cognitive pieces. So being part of a large organization, we were able to throw that together uh, fairly soon, but then continue to grow it to meet the, the demands. Because what we're seeing is these are just not COVID patients. You know, you've had influenza diseases forever that patients suffered, you know, while they are, you know, they, they may have been discharged from the hospital or were at home for three or four weeks, they still had cognitive or physical deficits. So we want to make sure these people get the required care they need to return to either work, school, or whatever function they want. That's one, it's wonderful. So, you know, your organization has so many opportunities for people. Um, if someone wants to reach out to learn more, um, is there a website or an email that they uh, could, uh, could use? Sure. Um, yeah, we have our, um, you can just Google Select Medical and then go right to the outpatient uh, link. And then, um, you know, there's all the information about who we are and job opportunities. Uh, we have seven recruiters. Uh, we do attend, uh, this year will be virtually you know, at the combined sections meeting and the uh, um, student conclave, but uh, you know, right, in, and we also send our recruiters out to schools. Um, I know we've been up at BU because um, I've always I went one year because I wanted to get back to Boston and visit BU, so I went up and stood around our recruiting booth for a couple hours. Oh, that's wonderful! And you know, I appreciate um, your enthusiasm for what you're doing, and you know, I think as we're starting to conclude this episode. Um, are there things that you'd like to share with new grads from Sargent College? You know, it sounds like your experience at BU and Sargent College was, I'm gonna use the word inspirational or um, helped you be aspirational, like, you know, whatever term you wanna use, but what kind of advice would you like to share with new grads? We, we developed something called a why statement. Uh, Simon Sinek did a TED talk for those who are familiar with Simon Sinek. who does a wonderful job doing these TED talks, but it always reflected on us, you know, why did we become a physical therapist? Why did we become a th um, uh, an occupational therapist? And our why is to serve others. Um, and as a new grad, um, first, congratulations, but always remember why you come to work each day. And you know, when you serve others, it's not nine to five. You know, it may be 7.30 to 7.30 or maybe a, a Saturdays, but we are here for the patients, not vice versa. So coming into the, uh, the outpatient world that uh, sometimes is a, um, I would say a sense of reality, but some, some of them are taken aback by the, the commitment we've made to our patients. Um, and my other piece of advice is if there's opportunity, regardless whether you think you're prepared or not, take it and you'll find out. Um, you learn by your mistakes, right? So uh, I think I must be an expert because I've certainly made mistakes over the years. Uh, never with a patient, but uh, you know, um, there, there's certainly opportunities out there. And uh, you know, once you become a physical therapist, that's just the beginning. 
uh, one of my teaching assistants at BU, who ironically enough is one of our center managers. Uh, and when I was sitting having lunch with him at BU one day, he says, you know, you may be graduating, but you really shouldn't call yourself a physical therapist for two years, two years in the field. You know, that's when you learn, you know, we'll teach you the basics, but once you get out there, you know, that's when the real fun starts and the real learning starts. So I think, you know, once you come into an organization, yes, we are large, um, but we're also very small. Each center operates as its own individual center, but there, there's certainly opportunities. Uh, you just got to ask for them sometimes. You know, we have something else we call own your future. We'll provide you everything you need. Sometimes you just got to ask for it. I love that. That's, that is such um, an important thing to think about. Um, and I love that, you know, we all learn um, from, you know, I think lessons learned. Um, and it sounds like all of those have contributed to your career, um, which I'm just so amazed about all that you've done. But not only what you've accomplished, but the way you approach everything that you're doing. Um, it has a lot of heart. Thank you, Karen. BU set me up right. I'll give all the credit to, the, to my professors at BU. They did a good job. All right. They're going to love hearing that. Um, <laughs> I want to just thank you for being on Health Matters. And, sure. um, and I hope that you don't have to um, do all the shoveling of the 20 inches of snow you got. <laughs> I got a 22-year-old college graduate upstairs working from home. He's going to be busy this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> thank you again. Sure. Thank you. Nice talking to you.